Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. It's a great day to be alive, knowing that God still has a purpose for our lives this morning. Take a deep breath and give God some praise. Sometimes we just need to pause for a moment just to enjoy the fact that God has a purpose for our lives. It is a true blessing. Well, today, brothers and sisters, I'm always excited about the Word of God, but today I want to talk to you about something that's just, uh, it should be basic in all of our minds. It should be something that um, we know that it's an expectation of God, and that is God wants us all to grow up. <laughs> I know that sounds odd, but sometimes as Christians, I don't, I don't know if people are in a hurry to grow up. I know that, you know, our children in the natural, they think they're in a hurry to grow up until they grow up. <laughs> and then they wish they were children again. So let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for your word today. Thank you for your understanding. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We ask you to bless the word today. Bless the hearers. Lord, I ask you to bless me to deliver the word. Anoint me to speak your word and to be a blessing to those who hear today. We bind every devil, every demon that will try to come to distract, that will try to come to um, steal any part of the word this day. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, when you make a decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, some interesting things occur at that moment. First of all, it takes faith to accept Christ because, number one, you have to believe that God raised him from the dead and you have to believe that he died for your sins. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, that thou shalt be saved. And um, in John 3.16 it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So the Bible tells you that the first thing that needs to happen is that you have to believe. Jesus told Nicodemus that in order for a man to see the kingdom of God, that he must be born again. And of course, Nicodemus was wondering how can he enter his mother's womb a second time? But this birth he's talking about is being born from above, where you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and the Spirit of God regenerates your spirit, and you're not the same anymore. Because when Adam sinned, you know, we all fell, and we were all um, separated from God. And so our spirits were separated from God. And so once Jesus died on that cross, and he paid for our sins, and he was the firstborn from the dead, he made it acceptable. He made a pathway for us to receive him as well, you know, and so this is the time where if we accept him, then we're born again and we're not the same any longer. What I'd like you to do is picture a natural birth. A woman gives birth to a baby. When the baby comes out, uh, they clean the baby up, spank the baby on the behind and the baby cries. And his lungs are activated, 
and the baby is now in a whole new setting in a whole new world well that's tip that's what happens with us when we get born again when we accept christ we're babies babies in the lord our spirits are are babies everything that we have in our spirit is in seed form the bible says in peter to desire the sincere milk of the word that we can grow thereby so brothers and sisters it is the word of god that's going to cause us to grow up in the lord not to stay where we are but to grow up because what ends up happening is as we began to read the word and we began to understand who god is and meditate the word we begin to grow up spiritually just like you do when you eat your natural food right and let's say when you were a baby you got milk or your mom breastfed you and then you grew up and you became you know three four five years old now you're eating table food and you're running around and doing all those things you're growing up and there is a parallel between the natural growth and the spiritual growth all right because if you're feeding your body you're going to continue to grow right and develop especially when you start out as a child and you continue to grow up well guess what the same thing should happen spiritually so as we um, meditate the word and read the word of god we begin to grow up spiritually in the lord paul said that when i was a child and he acted like a child he said i spake as a child and i did childish things he says but when i became a man he said i had to put those childish things away because no longer was i a child so i shouldn't behave like a child now brothers and sisters that's one thing about being uh born again you know once you get saved i can't change that you can't change that that's uh that is a spiritual um, transformation that occurs at the new birth Christ seals you through his Holy Spirit and and you're going to heaven there's no doubt about that listen if God didn't want you to stay here on the earth brothers and sisters you'd be dead right now right or I mean if he wanted to take you home when you got saved he could have done that too but we become an extension of him on the earth. Our whole mission is to go out and win others to him. The Bible says that we're the light of the world, right? We're a city that shineth on a hill. He says, let your light so shine before men that they'll see your good works and give him glory in heaven. See, the whole deal is you're going to grow up. As you grow up in the Lord, you're able to do more things because God can trust you. Think about it like this. You can't trust a child with a loaded gun. Absolutely not. You can't trust a child with a gun, period, right? Well, God can't trust you with certain things in the spirit until you grow up, you mature, and you go through some things, yes, and that, that helps you mature into the person that God wants you to be. And so part of growing up is, number one, you know, getting that word in you. Because the Bible says that the word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's piercing even to the dividing line of the soul and the spirit and the joints of the marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Bible says that the entrance of his word bringeth light. So God's word is your food. 
as you eat the word of God, you become stronger and you become more mature. And so the ideal is you start out on milk, but eventually you graduate to meat. And so that's why we need to spend some time, you know, in the word of God, whether we're hearing the word of God, uh, if you're listening audibly, that's fine. Or if you read your Bible, whether you read it to yourself or you read it out loud, right? What you want to do is make sure that you're getting word every day. Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. And our daily bread is God's word. As we eat on the word, as we feed on the word, we become more mature. Now, the second thing that's happening is that all those little bad things that you learn, remember? All the things that you did wrong and all those habits that you developed, what happens is as you get the word of God, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You begin to develop your faith because you begin to understand who God is. You don't have any understanding about God if you're not getting in his word. You have to get in the word. So as you're eating the word, you're developing uh, your mind, you're developing your spiritual muscles, you're developing your faith. You're becoming strong in the Lord. And so it's very important that you meditate that word because it takes it begins to help you to get rid of those bad habits, those things that you used to do. I always tell this story. I remember when I was in the military and um, I matter of fact, I was in basic training and for nine weeks, I thought they just absolutely brainwashed us. But I didn't realize is that what they were doing is they were teaching us to become soldiers. They were transforming us into soldiers. Well, we didn't know how to be soldiers. We all came from different parts of the United States. You know, we all came from uh, different neighborhoods and things like that. So none of us knew how to be a soldier, right? But once we stayed in that environment for nine weeks, we began to get the basics of being a soldier. And so what God is doing is through his word, He's uh, transforming your mind, especially from those bad habits and those bad thoughts. And here's the thing. I used to always think, Lord, when did I stop doing these things? Because it was a lot of things I used to do. Oh, bad habits. Whole lot of them, right? Some I don't even want to talk to you about. But I always wondered, like, when did I stop doing those things? But what I didn't realize was that those years that I was going to church every Sunday and Wednesday and all those times I was in church and all those times I was studying the Bible and reading the Bible and listening to the preaching and all those things. That was renewing my mind. That was actually changing me and helping me change into the image that Christ wants me to be. What you got to understand is your spirit is already born again, brothers and sisters. You're not going to affect that. God saved you. God changed you. So God, he changed your spirit, but you're going to grow up in him. As you get the word of God on the inside of you, it grows you up and you become a mature man or a mature woman in the body of Christ. But it takes the word of God to get you to that point. And God wants you to grow up. He doesn't want you to stay the same. I remember when I got saved, I could feel God's arms around me. Like it was like almost like he picked me up and put me in his arms and 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 helped me to understand who he was over the years, and he did personal miracles for me. Miracles that I could not attribute to a coincidence. He did miracles that were so personal 
that I knew it was God. And I, I could I, I knew it was. He gave me dreams and and I would I, I would see things in my dreams that were just phenomenal and, and God was oh my God, it felt like I was the closest that I've ever I, that I've ever been to God. Like I've never felt as close to God as I felt back then. See, it's not based on your feelings, but back then I was a baby. And so obviously God had me in his arms and I could feel, I mean, for months I could just feel his presence and everything was just wonderful. God was doing miracles in my life. And then all of a sudden it stopped. I didn't feel that anymore. I felt it less and less. And then all of a sudden it's like, did God lead me? And I remember as a, a baby Christian wondering if if God, you know, I always look for that feeling, you know. I always look for God to, to be there like that. And he wasn't. I couldn't feel him. But what I didn't know is that God was there the whole time. He hadn't gone anywhere because he said, I never leave you nor forsake you. So he hadn't gone anywhere. But what was happening is that he was growing me up in him. You know, you don't keep your child in your arms all the time. Are you kidding me? When they grow up, you got to start releasing them. And the older they get, the more responsibility that you give them. Right. And so you don't have to be there 24 seven like you did when they were little babies. You don't have to provide everything from them because they know where everything is. They got food in the refrigerator. They know if they go in the cabinets, they can find plates or they can find this and that. They know that because they've grown up in your house and you've given them more responsibility now. It's the same thing in the body of Christ. It's the same thing in the spirit. God gives you more responsibility. And now you're growing up and no, you're not going to always sense God's presence and, and uh, you know, where he's right there and, and oh God. And no, it doesn't mean that you're, you're not saved because you are saved. You accepted Christ. It just means that you're beginning to grow up. But you do feel his presence. You just you just have to, you know, you get in praise and worship, you'll feel his presence. You just don't feel that that tangible thing all the time, you know, where you, you can actually feel it all the time. But God is there. He hadn't gone anywhere. He doesn't want you walking by feelings. He wants you walking by faith. He wants you to know he's there because he said he's there. Right. And he will let you experience his presence. And the more you stay in his presence, the more you experience him, the more often you will. So, yes, you can still experience him, but it's just not like when you were a little baby. You know, when you're a baby Christian, God was right there. Everything was great. It looked like everything was roses. Well, guess what? It's not because when you grow up, God wants you to walk by faith and not by sight. So as you're believing God for certain things, sometimes it take a little longer, you know, uh, he's not right there to put the bottle in your mouth. He knows that you know how to get it yourself. So you have to get in the word and you have to pray about it, communicate with him. Right. Right. Yeah. You have to ask God for the keys to the vehicle. Right. You have to keep the car clean. You have to do all those things. Uh huh. That's the same thing when you're growing up in the spirit. It's the same thing. You know, so if you think about it like that, there's a parallel between you growing up in this life and um, growing up spiritually. And so as you're growing up, now you're finding that your battles are, are tougher. You're fighting tougher battles. Well, God is getting you ready 
because the truth is you're a soldier <laughs> in the army of the Lord. You know, yes, you're his son and you're his daughter, but you are a soldier, you know, because we're part of the body of Christ. And God is growing us up so that we can go out and win others to him so that we can go out and destroy the works of the devil. You know, that's why Jesus was manifested, right? The Bible says, for this cause was the Son of Man manifested, so he could that he might destroy the works of the devil. You know, for Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil, because God was with him. Well, the same God that was with him is with us. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So when he left, he sent the Holy Spirit back for us to... Um, to do amazing things, to do the things that he did when he was on the earth. So it's important for us to understand that God wants us to grow up. He wants us to mature. He doesn't want us to stay the same. And you do have to understand that, yes, it feels different as you're growing up, you know, because God is trusting you with more and to much is given, much is required. God is trusting you with more. That's what he does. He trusts you. As his child, he trusts you. As his teenager, he trusts you. As his young man, as his young woman, he trusts you. God is right there, and he trusts you. So, just understand that when you don't feel him, that doesn't mean he's not there. Even when you're going through sometimes, you know, it seems like, God, where are you? He ain't, he's not, he hadn't gone anywhere. He's right there. And that promise of I'll never leave you nor forsake you even until the end of the world, that's absolutely right because God will never leave you. He said he would be there, and I believe him. I know he's still there. He hadn't gone anywhere. He's right here every single day waiting on us. Brothers and sisters, be encouraged. It's time for us to grow up in the Lord, and that involves getting in the Word. You can't grow without the Word, so... Get in the word, right? Hopefully you're in a good Bible-believing church because it's very important uh, for your spiritual growth. Well, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're not going to experience any kind of growth except you'll continue to get older, right? But it's time for you to know that you can go to heaven. I don't want you to go to hell. It would be a shame for you to live all these years on this earth and then end up going to hell, especially when there's so much gospel being preached all over the world right now. The gospel is being preached everywhere. Jesus is being preached in every country. I mean, in every place in the world, he's being preached. And so it's getting close to his return. But whether he returns or not right now, it's really... Uh, it, it really doesn't matter if you're not saved. Well, let me say that again. I didn't say that right. It really does matter, right? So if you die, you still got to face him, right? If you die without Christ, you're going to hell. But if you die with him, then you're going to heaven. So yes, it does matter in that sense. It matters that Jesus is going to come back one day, but even if he doesn't, it still matters because you're going to die. And the Bible says it's appointed unto the man, a man wants to die and then the judgment. 
So, whether Jesus Christ comes now and puts an end to this thing, or whether he waits until later, at, at that, you know, that's not the issue. The issue is, are you saved? Have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? That's the real issue. So if you haven't accepted him, why don't you do this today? Why don't you accept him as your Lord and Savior? He died for your sins. He took your place on that cross. The truth is, you should have been on that cross. I should have been on that cross. The truth is, you should have been on that whipping post. I should have been on that whipping post. But Jesus got on that whipping post, so neither one of us had to get on there. Do you understand what I'm saying? He was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Jesus took, he, he took those stripes for us. That number one, that we can be saved, and then physically that we can be healed. He took those stripes for us. He didn't have to do it, but he did. He became the perfect sacrifice. He who knew no sin became sin, that we could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He was separated from the Father for that reason. When he cried out on that cross, Eli, Eli, lama sabastani, which means, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And he cried out and he was separated from the Father for the first time in history. He did that for you. He did that for me. Well, he couldn't stay joined to the Father. Think about it. He became sin, and God is holy. God cannot dwell in the presence of sin. So his son became sin, and the son that he loved so much, he hates sin. And so now he's got to punish him in our place, and that's what he did. And because he punished him in our place, now he accepts us, and we can come boldly to the throne of grace in time of need. Think about that. God made it so we don't need a priest and we don't need all these other folks to go to the throne on our behalf because we got Jesus sitting on the right hand of the Father and he gives us the opportunity to come to him. We can come to our Father in the name of Jesus. We don't need a go-between. We can come directly to the throne of God in the name of the Son who paid that terrible price that day. In the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. So God made it so that we can come to him. There is no excuse, brothers and sisters. God took all the enmity out of the way. He's not angry at us. He's not mad at us. And we're growing up in him. So yes, we make mistakes. We do stupid things. Are you kidding me? Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody mess up. John Donnie McClurkin sang a song a long time ago. It says, we fall down, and we get up. <laughs> we fall down, we get up, you know, and that's right, because we do fall down, and we do make mistakes, and we do mess up, but that doesn't mean we're not saved, it just means that we're human, and that we made stupid mistakes, and that we're growing up in the Lord, we're maturing in the Lord. Now, eventually, those mistakes you made in your youthful uh, youthful years, you won't make those mistakes as you grow up in him, as long as you stay in the word and do the things that God wants you to do. So brothers and sisters, let's go ahead. If you haven't accepted Christ, let's do that now. Just believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and believe that he died for your sins. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner and I want to be saved. You said in your word 
that if I would confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, that I'll be saved. Lord, you said with the mouth confession is made unto salvation and with the heart man believes unto righteousness. Father, come into my heart. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. I accept you now as my Savior, as my Lord. Thank you so much, Lord, for saving me. Brothers and sisters, if you pray that prayer, you're a child of God. At this time, I want you to get in a good Bible-believing church, and you need to download you a Bible app and, and get you a good Bible, because it's time for you to grow up in Him. Don't forget, brothers and sisters, it's time to grow up. And as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. Well, this is Brother Leonard. God bless you. It's been a pleasure being with you this day. And have a wonderful and a powerful day in the Lord. Peace out.